You're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I'm Nicole Holcomb, former teacher and school counselor turned civil rights attorney and podcast host. It wasn't that long ago that we learned the reason that our daughter was struggling to learn to read in first grade was dyslexia. Fast forward four years past many hours of research and collaborating with experts in the field of dyslexia. Now I'm sharing the lessons I have learned that took me from being an overwhelmed mom who didn't understand dyslexia to a go-to mom who is helping hundreds of moms each week through education and collaboration. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies and hacks to help you do the same. If you're feeling alone and lost on your parenting dyslexia journey and you're looking to find a mom who gets it, you're in the right place. Let's jump in and get started. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here today. I know this is a very busy time of the year for you and your family. So I appreciate you dropping in and listening to today's episode. It means the world to me and I hope that you walk away with some really valuable information. Today I am talking all about, wait for it, what is it? I am talking about asking for help and talking about the shame around that. So I hope that you will stay for the entire podcast and listen to this episode because I think it is so important for many moms to hear. So I don't know if you remember back, it was an episode earlier in the podcast and we talked a little bit about shame and and we talk a good bit about that in the Dyslexia Battle Blueprint programs that I have, but I want to talk about it on the podcast. You know, we live in a society where it's hustle, hustle, hustle and go, go, go all the time. And I'm a victim of that too. I work full-time as a civil rights attorney. I run the podcast. I have a family, so I'm always doing multiple things. I have a mother that lives with us. So there's always something to be done. And I'm always hustling and running around doing things. And I've had to make a very conscious effort to pivot and change what that looks like because I'm choosing to, right? But at the end of the day, we have this... um, I don't know, this, this, I guess, kind of expectation around us that we do all the things. That is our job to do all the things. And I'm going to tell you it's not. For you to be able to recharge and to give back and fully enjoy your family and your life, you need to ask for help. And again, this is an area I've had to work on. This looks like getting help with carpool. This looks like hiring someone to clean your house. This looks like, um, I don't know, it could even look like, uh, and we do this, this has been helpful for us anyway, is that we use, we started using a grocery delivery service during COVID for obvious reasons, but we've continued it because of two reasons. One is because I now know exactly what I'm spending on groceries instead of mindlessly throwing things into the basket, especially if I go when I'm hungry. (laughs) And the other piece is saving time, saving gas, just driving back and forth. You know, I used to laugh and say, oh, I'm going to go pick up groceries by myself, you know, when my husband would offer to go get them because it was just some time for me to be with myself, right? Just for me to have some me time. But your me time shouldn't be going to Walmart to buy groceries or going to Whole Foods to pick up dinner. Your me time should be for you. And hopefully you listened to one of the last episodes where we talked more about that. But today I want you to think about asking for help. 
And if you stop and think about where do you get help in your day, can you name some places that you get help every day or every week or every month? There are places that you probably do get help, but are there places where you could get more help? So I think I, what comes to mind to me is a, a book I read not too long ago by Jamie Jackson Spanhake. Her book, The Lawyer, The Line, and The Laundry is a, I love the book because it says on the front, three hours defining your calm in the chaos. And she's actually a, a friend I went to high school with who is an attorney who also has a daughter who is dyslexic. And she's actually been on the podcast. I'll link to her episode in the show notes. But, you know, the thing about asking for help, let me let me tell you a little bit about why I love her book and some pieces I want you to take away that I just want to share with you. You know, we only have so many hours in our day. And when we are so consumed with, and, and I say it that way, we're all consumed with doing all the things. Then when we say yes to one thing, we're really saying no to something else. And many times we're saying no to something that we want to do. So we might be missing out on things that, that we, would, we would prefer to be doing, but we don't even realize it at the time. When you think about the total hours in your day, everybody has the same 24 hours. The real question is, how do you want to spend those hours? right? Do you want to spend those hours? And, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I can't say that I don't do these things. Do you want to spend those hours doing laundry and cleaning the house and running errands and doing all the things? Or would, would you rather spend the time in the backyard playing soccer with your kid that, you know, and making those connections and things of that nature? Yeah, sometimes we have to do a little bit of both, right? But if you think about your time and you you sit down and think about the hours of the day and, and where do you give your priorities to there is no shame in asking for help there just isn't there's just that's why you have your mom tribe right that's why you have your community and even more so now we need that community around us because raising a child with dyslexia looks unique to other people right and I say other people as in people that don't have children with dyslexia this invisible um, you know parenting that we're doing that people don't see people within your tribe get it, right? But even just a bigger uh, group of moms, right? Like just being a mom can be challenging. Just doing all the things that we think and that society has told us, oh, we have to do all these things. Now, if you didn't listen to one of the last episodes about your to-do list that I want you to say no to, you need to go back and listen to that because I talk a little bit about getting some perspective on that piece that would be helpful to you. But in Jamie's book, she talks about adjusting our expectations. And, you know, we have approximately uh, 720 hours, she says, in a month. And within those hours, what are we doing? And I love that she talks about adjusting our own expectations. And she uses what she calls the three B's, which I love. She says you can bag it. Okay. And that means that you can just not do it. Now, there'll be some consequences there. So if you say, I'm just going to bag that, I'm not doing it, and it's picking your child up at school, probably not a good idea to bag it, right? Like just to forget it and not do it. There's some things that you just don't have to do, and that's okay. So it could be that 
you'd like to have a neat house, but maybe you just choose not to clean this week or you choose not to do that extra deep cleaning that you usually do, uh, don't feel overwhelmed by what that looks like. I mean, that might, your consequence might feel, might be that you feel overwhelmed about it. So you have to think about, you know, is it a consequence that you can live with? If you want your house cleaned, you know, more frequently, then you might want to try a different technique that we'll talk about in a minute. So if you can deal with that consequence, then you can decide just to bag that and just let it be, right? Like you don't have to do that. So another example could be could be that you want to have laundry done at your house and maybe you do your laundry every 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 other day you just do a load or two of laundry and you realize how much time that's taking from your week so maybe you just bag that you're like you know what I'm not I'm just not going to do it every other day I'll do it twice a week and then you live with the consequences which may be that it takes you a little bit longer to to do the laundry each week but those hours that you would have spent that are just sporadic throughout the week maybe that wasn't worth Working for you. Maybe you need to be doing something else. So that's one example. You can also just, another piece that you could do is you could bag it or you could barter it. So that is delegating it to someone else. Is there someone else that can be doing it? And like I said earlier, like one of the things that we've done is is to uh, barter out our groceries. And so we, you know, hop online, I order groceries, you know, sitting on the couch. And then within two hours, uh, Target brings it to my front door and leaves it. And so, you know, then all I have to do is bring it in and put it up. So that gives me the opportunity to have that delegated. But you could also delegate out uh, you know, activities throughout the week. So maybe it's carpool, right? I mentioned that earlier. Maybe it's that a a friend from school brings your your child home. Maybe it's that you have a grandparent that could help. And, you know, and that's hard too because the consequence is that you don't get to spend just that little bit of time in the car. I love that time because my daughter, you know, opens up and shares stories about school and says things that she might, you know, later not remember to tell me. And so that time, you know, that consequence of that. Uh, looks like it looks right and so I have to decide is that where I want to to kind of barter out or delegate that activity it could be though that I decide to do something different it could be that okay I'm going to prioritize that in my week but then when I look at you know how much time does that actually take as far as you know sitting in the car line waiting and then going there and coming back and what does all that look like so you have to kind of look at you know is there other pieces that you may be willing to barter and it doesn't have to mean that there are options like I mentioned earlier about the grocery option I mean obviously that's a paid for option that I pay for but if you were to barter out something like I don't know maybe you want to go on a date night with your spouse so it might be that your daughter goes to her best friend's house for the evening or for a couple of hours and then the next Wednesday you watch your friend's daughter so that they can go out so you're kind of trading off and exchanging and things of that nature Uh, it could be that we were talking about earlier cleaning house it could be you delegate that out you hire a housekeeper you hire someone to come in and help you out with that and then the third piece that Jamie talks about as far as adjusting our expectations of doing it all is that the that you can can you just better it? Can you can you better it that some things that must get done only by you? Um, so can you create a way that makes it easier for you, that makes it better for you? So maybe you have not better made it a, a better situation. So if you think about an example could be So an an example could be exercise. Maybe you value exercise and you know that that's important to your health and your well-being and just your mental state, quite frankly. 
So doing it better could be that the night before you set everything out that you need to go for that run, to go for that walk. Maybe it's getting your shoes out and getting your exercise clothes out and setting that alarm to get you up out of the bed and get you moving. It could be that you better that because your exercise has gotten kind of stale, right? You've gotten kind of bored with it. So maybe you join a gym. Maybe you you know, join a particular program. Maybe you get a friend to go with you so you're accountable to each other, but then you have someone with you so you also have that time for community. So you can better it. You can make it look different and help you um, get more motivated to get it done. I know one of the examples Jamie gave in the book was, you know, getting up early to write her book. She's like, I'm not a morning person. I'm like, yeah, me neither. And so she had to figure out a routine around that, which, you know, could include your favorite coffee. It could include, you know, whatever it is, your favorite, you know, I don't know, your favorite uh, outfit or, or pair of shoes or whatever to get you up and get you motivated, get you comfortable and get you in the right headspace. So I love that when we think about all the ways that we could ask for help, it, it can look different ways. And the the main part I want you to remember is don't feel bad for asking for help. Don't feel shame around the fact that you can't do it all because we can't. There are only 24 hours in the day. There are so many things that is pulling at our attention and needs our attention constantly. There are ways that we can just stop doing some things. There are ways that we can delegate it out or we can make it better for ourselves so it's more efficient or it's more productive, or it's just better. We just enjoy it more. So what I would challenge you to do is think about that today. You can even go as far as writing down the things that are important to you. What are the things that you want to accomplish or that you feel like are it's on your plate to do? right? And it could be, so here's some examples. Maybe you have laundry to do. Maybe you want to have a clean and neat house. Maybe you want to go to the gym or play golf or tennis or whatever it might be. You know, maybe you have so many hours a week that you have to work. Maybe it's that quality time I talked about earlier, picking your daughter up from school and dropping her off, that time you spend together in the car. Think about your time list is what Jamie calls it and write those things down and then multiply them by the, the times that you have to do them a week. So for example, if you're taking your child to school and picking them up, how long does that take on a daily basis and then multiply that by five? That tells you how many minutes or hours a week you need to do that. And let's think about it. If you have, let's say, uh, 40 hours a week that you work, then that's the very first thing you would start with. And then you can go from there and figure out how you can multiply that then by four and figure out how much time a month does that activity take up. And I love, Jamie gives an example of this in her book about quantifying your time. And at the end, you can see how many hours a month do I plan or do I do things or plan to do things. And then you can realistically see how many hours you actually have to do those things. Another way you could do this might be a little simpler for you, especially if you're in that busy mom mode right now in the school year, so get that, is to do what they call an ideal week. So you can grab a calendar, you can even just print one off for the week if you want to do this activity, and then block, do time blocks. I love time blocks. So you might block out, you know, uh, you know, school pickup time, clean the house time. It might be that you work between certain hours, block those times off. And then when you start looking at your week, you're like, ooh, I really only have two hours here and an hour and a half here. And 
when you start really looking at that and then you start thinking about the what comes to mind is responsibilities but when you think about your to-do list right and you think about the things that have to get done or you'd like to get done then you can really start narrowing it down and then you realize because it's there in black and white you can't do it all and there's no shame in asking for help there's no shame in stopping doing some things Maybe, maybe going to the grocery store is taking hours out of your month and you're like, ooh, I could jump online and order groceries in 10 minutes, set up some recurring things I want to order, and then it comes to my house. That saved me an hour round trip driving there, going inside. It's probably more than an hour, I would, I would suspect. And so then you can reclaim that time and do other stuff with it, right? So are you, you know, so that delegation may help you because then you can take back that time. It's all about looking at your values and looking at where you want to spend your time. I have to say, I'm very type A. I like lists. I like planners, but sometimes I fall off, I fall off on those (laughs) and I have to go back and reevaluate what does my ideal week look like, especially for the fact that, you know, I work full time as a civil rights attorney. I run, you know, this podcasting business. I have a daughter, you know, you know, my husband and my mother lives with us and, you know, just multiple obligations in life. And so I have to figure out, I can't do it all. Is there ways I can delegate stuff? Is there ways I can just choose not to do things in this season of life? And I want to give you permission to do the same. It is fine. You decide what you can and can't do, what you can delegate, what carves you out some time for yourself and make that your priority. So I say go figure out what your ideal week looks like. Look at the the activities that you're doing. Really think through what do those look like? Are those within the value of what you want to be doing in a day? And think about, I mean, what is your what is your time worth to you? What is the time worth to you when you think about we're coming up on summer? And I think about that we have what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have seven summers left before my daughter leaves home. That's not much time. Those, I want to spend as much time with her as I can. And so I might realign things even over the summers so that I have more time and more quantity and more quality time to spend with her. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that gave you some inspiration to really think about stopping doing things and delegating things. And the bottom line is we all need help. I know when we think about asking for help, that feels like a sign of weakness. It is really not. Don't be ashamed. Don't let people shame you into doing all the things. Been there, done that. It's not a fun roller coaster to be on. It is okay and expected that you are going to delegate and you are going to ask for help. I know that is hard. And I know you can do hard things. So people want to help us. They do. People find joy in helping other people. I enjoy helping other people. So I know you do too. And I know you would do the same things for your family and friends. And unfortunately, we won't do the same things for ourselves. So I challenge you to find at least two things this week you can either bag or you can delegate. And if you can just stop doing some things because they really don't need to be done, right? Or if you can start delegating some things or having someone else do those things. Or if you can find a way to make something better. I challenge you to find two things this next week that you can either delegate, do better. And and, and I don't really like the do better part. I mean, yeah, it works for things that you have to absolutely do, right? There are some things that only you could do, like exercise. You can only exercise yourself, right? You can't delegate that to somebody else. So you could make that better, absolutely. But also be thinking about where are some ways I could delegate and what are some ways that I can, um, 
just stop doing some things that don't have to be done. And I want you to jump over and I want you to join our private Facebook group, Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast Community. I want you, I'm going to, I'll put in there this, this particular podcast episode. I want you to go to that episode and I want you to share with our community if you feel comfortable. If not, just send me a private message. But I want to know what are you going to get rid of? And the reason I'm going to ask you to tell me what are you going to delegate and what are you going to stop doing? Or maybe you're going to delegate two things because you've looked at your ideal week and you're like, I can delegate this and this and get more time. The reason I'm asking you to do that is one, it builds community. But two, it holds you accountable. You can listen to this podcast and do absolutely nothing. And that's choice you make. Or you can choose to move forward and make some better choices and to actually delegate, delegate, delegate. I think I made a word, delicate and delegate. I just pushed those together. Don't even know why. But you can delegate or you can choose to stop doing things or you can do things better as Jamie talks about in her book. And you will tell a difference. You will see a difference in how you feel and just the quality of time that you have with your family. It will make a difference. So I'm going to hold you accountable. I want you to come and do this with me. I'm going to do this too. So, and when you jump into our Facebook group, be sure to introduce yourself. I can't wait to see you in there. We have some amazing moms. And if you're, you know, on this dyslexia journey with us, we're so, so glad you're here. And thanks again for listening today. If you want to learn more specifically about dyslexia, this, obviously this episode was for you. Uh, But if you want to learn more about dyslexia, we have lots of amazing dyslexia resources, more episodes. You can go to our website at dyslexiamomlife.com to find all things dyslexia. And we'd love, love to see you over in the podcast in the, uh, the community, the Facebook community. And I hope you will have a fantastic week. And I want you to remember, you got this and I've got you. Take care. <laughs>